Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Lady Chow Fung and Adam, and we're here for another episode of Wuxia Weekend to talk about the movie Brotherhood of Blades, a 2014 film directed by Liu Yang, and it's, uh, um, I don't know, I'm just going to throw it to you guys immediately. How would you guys, what would you describe this movie as? This felt like a cop drama to an extent. I mean, it's it's the it's the corrupt cop. Well, not you know the, the corrupt corrupt the police department drama, but but set in a wuxia setting was kind of my feeling about it. I agree with Adam. I would add add his kind of like historical fiction kind of. I mean, it seems like it could have really taken place mm-hmm. sometime. You know, it was very definitely centered in the past and you know what time period it was and but it was definitely a cop drama there was so much going on with the characters and everybody had their issues definitely a lot of drama but it was a good movie yeah i agree with you that it 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 was well set in the past when i when i make that comment i'm not saying it felt anachronistic it felt like some create you know it really did feel like part of the uh, the right setting it just that's just that's just that genre kind of was there. No, I, I would definitely agree that it had that vibe to it, um, and I think that it, it also, I don't know, it was very atmospheric movie. They had like a, there were a lot like we commented on this when we covered uh, films like Painted Skin. It had a lot of textures that you could sort of see in the costumes, and a lot of you know a lot of things that you could you could almost you could hear how the movie felt in a way do you know what I mean it just had Mm -hmm. had a lot of that going through it so and I think that adds to kind of the police drama feel of it Um, but it's set during the end of the Ming Dynasty and there is a uh, uh, eunuch Wei who's a really you know a real figure from history is uh, uh, and who uh, immolated himself in this movie there's a little twist on that where uh, he may or may not actually be dead. And there are these three uh, sworn brothers who are part of the embroidered uniform guard. I think in this they call them the Imperial Assassins was their, was their title. Uh, and they're basically a secret police force. And, and they're, they were charged with uh, hunting him down and, uh, and killing him. And, and, and they ended up, one of them at least, concealing uh, uh, you know, the truth of what happened. And and so the 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 rest of the movie is sort of the uh, is is the is the drama that sort of unfolds around that and and the drama that unfolds around a lot of stuff that's going on with them because they each have their own sort of personal things that are uh, you know important. Um, so I'm curious, what, what were there any characters that that really uh, stuck out for you guys that you that you preferred or that you uh, you thought were more interesting than others? I thought all three of the the police officers or the Imperial assassins were very intriguing characters. Uh, But my favorite of the three was Jin, you, wait, you say it, Jin. Oh, the, um, the third one, not the one that was in charge. Oh, Jin Yi Chuan. Yes, Jin Yi Chuan. I liked him. He was my favorite of the three. I enjoyed all three in their 
um, plots, but I liked his the most. Well, I he, was thought, the one I was most well, he was the one I was most pulling to get a happy ending, definitely. Me too. Well, <laughs> he, he definitely, I think, did have the most interesting situation because he had, uh, he basically was being blackmailed by a former uh, fellow, you know, thief and disciple of his, like somebody they trained under the same master. And this guy knows his background and his background spoilers is that he, he wasn't always an imperial assassin. He basically, I think he killed an, an imperial assassin and took his position as masquerading as him. And so he's just trying to live a normal life now. And this guy keeps strolling into the movie <laughs> and he's just got this swagger about him. That was so, I don't know. I just, I just really liked the guy's mannerisms and how he, he was how, great. Yeah. yeah. He, and, uh, he stole every scene he was in, basically. Yeah, and, and it, his name, I think, was Ding Zhu, and he's got this this massive sword. Oh. It's like a, I think it's a horse chopping sword, or some. I think it's one of these blades they used to use to cut down horses. It's a really long blade, and it's kind of an eccentric weapon for uh, a man to wield in 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 the streets. Um, yeah, <laughs> but he, he's quite a character, and he's blackmailing him. But the interesting thing is. They kind of have a an existing relationship that's very complicated, and I was curious what you guys thought about the the uh, the Ding Zhu character and 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 what his feelings towards Jin were. I think there was a lot of jealousy going on there, like you know the master liked him better kind of thing. I I kind of got a Lee Mochu kind of vibe at times from him, where it was just like, oh, you know, how come you're the favorite? You don't deserve to be the favorite. I mean, you know, they're very different characters, but there was that kind of element there. It's like it's like it was, you know, because I mean, obviously it, you know as the story goes on, we see there is some affection underneath all that hostility towards him and uh it's 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 a very complicated complicated relationship and i mean i feel like the movie could have gotten away with spending more time on it you know if if this if if different characters are more in focus i mean i think when when i first saw this i think the thing that really made me decide i liked it was the turn at the end with that character that was the yeah that was the most interesting part of the movie to me that that guy sort of becomes you know, like, like again, I'm going to spoil everything because we can't really talk about it without, without spoiling it. But it's about the, you know, about uh, Lu, Jin, and Shen, these three sworn brothers. And when everything comes to a head at the end of the movie, um, you know, two of them but Shen are killed. And then uh, Ding Zhu sort of steps in and helps, uh, helps Shen uh, get revenge against, the, uh, against Zhao, the guy who's ultimately responsible for everything that happens which we don't quite know we don't know the whole deal until the very end of the movie but uh but but i don't know i i found i i thought that really is one of the things that made the movie work so so great because i was expecting that Jin and the the physician's daughter were going to be able to get together and be a couple and that they were going to be like the ones who survived for some reason was you hoped yeah Yeah. (laughs) you hoped yeah (laughs) but not to be, not to be, but uh... yeah. I like the Ding character. I thought he was um, pretty, pretty, um, almost eccentric in his weapon choice and very. Um, well, he he, you could see him as two faced because he kept playing everybody against each other, all trying to get the um, um, as much money as he possibly could. 
And I agreed with Adam that there was some jealousy because this guy gets to um, live a normal life and he's still struggling as a, as a thief, but he doesn't always have to struggle as the thief because he has this friend that he can blackmail and get money whenever he needs it. I mean, I mean, he's living a pretty good life. I have to imagine when he's off camera because he just keeps coming to him for money and he's giving him pretty large chunks of, 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 of money there. Like, I, I mean, it, it, it was, you know, by the, by the sort of standards that the movie set, this guy was getting a lot of funding. But uh, but yeah, I thought I did. I did think he was a, a really interesting character, and he, he almost again he almost makes the film for me. Another one that obviously was sort of a standout character was the uh, was the eunuch was eunuch way who's uh, again a yeah I was figure. gonna call him yeah yeah he uh, oh go ahead go ahead sorry go you go ahead you go ahead I'm sorry I, mean, I realized I was cutting you off there <laughs> oh no I, was, I mean I was just saying that I thought I thought he was a great character I, th- I thought that the way you know the way that just just the because he was the only, he didn't really. Ha- he was one of the few characters in the movie that had no visible martial abilities that we saw, but he was the, probably the most powerful character up until the end of the film, when things start to really kind of come to a climax and 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 shift in different directions. But up until that point, you know, he, you know, he's this old, feeble man who just can just radiates power and is really unnerving. There's something really terrifying about this guy well he kind of plays it as a lunatic too yeah i mean (laughs) he's like wild haired when you first meet him he doesn't seem to be um well he doesn't seem to have all his marbles the way he talks and just his facial expressions when he gets the wide eyes and the big smile he's kind of like a lunatic yeah he smiles at all the wrong things he smiles at all the wrong things and it's just very very odd and you know you don't know if he's really telling the truth or if because he's the lunatic so but you take your chances with him <laughs> yeah was he a chance this whole gambler thing he had going with the dice and with uh you know it's, it's it that that added to the craziness it's like you just you, you he was just willing to try anything it seemed like so you, you you had to be very nervous around him yeah i mean it worked it worked in setting up the fact that chen goes along with his plan there you know i think i think the the menacing nature of that character made it more convincing that that he uh he, he ended up taking the deal that that uh caused well, as you find out at the end, all the horrible things might have happened anyway. But it's uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, really, but, actually, yeah. it's that's funny. That is what Wei Wei lays out for him. It's like, hey, you can either take the money and everyone will be trying kill trying to kill you, or you cannot take the money. And guess what? They're going to be trying to kill trying to kill you anyway. So, you know, why not take the money? <laughs> he was kind of being a straight shooter to a degree, you know, for yeah, a little bit there, right. Uh, yeah, every, that, that was a completely honest assessment of the situation once you get deeper into the movie. But yeah, I, I thought his whole retinue was pretty interesting too. I thought, like you know, like Wei Ting, I think was a relative of his of some kind, and uh, mm-hmm. and 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 just the uh, um, and and again that you know uh, that Zhao has this connection to him. Um, you know, I thought was was really effective. Uh, but what, what did you guys think of um, of the fight scenes in general in the film? I mean, the, the fights had kind of a distinct look, I thought, in this movie.
on the whole, I, I like the fight scenes. They, uh, uh, you know, I, I felt like the first scene, I was a little concerned. It was a little too jump cutty mm. for me. I was like, I, I can't specifically remember what the context was, but, uh, is uh, we got into some of the other fight scenes. Uh, you know, when they go at the raid on the inn, I felt there was more actual action and it became a little more coherent and I, I, I began to like it more. But they, they had a lot of style to them even even regarding that too. Yeah, I thought they were very um, stylized but very grounded. There wasn't a lot of, um, well, there wasn't any of the, you know, the jumping around and the, slow motion in the air and everything. It mm. just was so realistic um, in the way that it was presented. And it was, you could tell, well, it seemed that you could tell that there were some of them were better than others with wielding their weapons, but they yeah. all looked very well um, choreographed and did a good job with what they had. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think I think that uh, it's the kind of movie that's sort of like, in some ways similar to Bride with White Hair where a lot of the uh, how effective the the fighting is is in the presentation of it you know even if even if mm -hmm. you suspect maybe mm -hmm. this actor isn't as well trained as that actor the way that they cut it up and the way that they shot it and uh, the way that they planned it it, it ended up looking good um, and and I, I think also like you were saying it's it's I mean, they have lightness kung fu in there, but it's grounded. It feels like there's gravity to it, and it's not as, uh, it's not quite as, uh, uh, like, I mean, there definitely seemed to be wires at time, but I had trouble, like, really picking those scenes out. Like, it just seemed to be a subtle complement to what was going on, and, and the camera would move in such a way that it was a little hard to track exactly, you know, like, where the special effect began and where the wire work began where the actors abilities began um but what did you guys think of the uh of that scene when they went to uh, uh official Jan's residence to arrest him and they were sort of set up by the commander uh saw that coming a mile yeah. away <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was obviously coming but yeah that was a fantastic scene uh and, and there was a lot of weight to it it's like you know i i they all three of them ended up walking out of there but i was you know i didn't think they'd all die but i was like very i was like matt wow you know who's going to die in this scene i had a feel i was i was fairly certain one of them or, or at least you know maybe two of them wouldn't make it through so when they all made it out it, it felt it felt very earned yeah i was expecting what one of them to die in that scene. I wasn't expecting all three of them to walk out of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even though you could see the setup happening and that they were all going to be trapped in there, definitely one of them was going to have to die in order for the other one, other two, well, this was my opinion, the other two <laughs> to, you know, come really together and take on everybody else and wipe everybody else out and live happily ever after. So the two that I actually thought were gonna live were um, Jin and Shen, because they all they both had women in the movie. So I was yeah. hoping for two happy endings here. But yeah, no, that didn't happen. Yeah, it's almost like we got a happy ending in that scene, but it was because we weren't gonna get a happy ending later. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true, that's true. Well, that scene also kind of sets you up for being disappointed because they look invincible by the end of that scene. And then, oh, yeah. you know. yeah. 
It's exactly. like, wow, they just took out this whole compound of people and everybody was expecting them to die. And when they open the door, it's just them. And, and, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, young master again. Yeah. What was his, uh, personal name though? Was it, was it June Jin? I can't uh, remember, but I can't remember either. Yeah. But, but, uh, but, but what was cool too, is that he ends up being the love interest of, uh, of the woman that, uh, um, that Chen Lian is interested in. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, that I thought that was sort of a well-placed, uh, plot thread for, uh, for, for, the, for, for his character. Um, but I guess what, what did you guys think of the, of Shen Lian's, because we, we talked a bit about, uh, about Jin's romance, but what about Shen Lian's? Did that, uh, how did that one feel to you guys? If you can call it a romance, it didn't quite rise yeah. to the level of a romance. <laughs> it was one-sided. Yeah. Definitely one-sided. Uh, I um, I was hoping for a happy ending for those two, but when you saw the triangle develop, it's like, okay, one of them's going to have to die uh, for this actually to work. I like the way that their arc went. I enjoyed um, the distress I guess between the three of them and the way that um, things turned out so that you could give so they could do the flashback of how um, she ended up in the academy um, the Cortesian academy for the officers I, I just thought that was perfect I mean it wasn't a perfect romance but I think the way that it was written that storyline was perfect well, what, yeah. what, oh, go ahead, Adam. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, that. I mean, that that's where a lot of the moral ambiguity of the movie came in too, because it's it's just right. You know, it'd be easy to see that you know the, they're in a, a somewhat corrupt department, but, but they're ultimately the good guys. But when you're looking at it from that angle, it's like, well, you know, their job is a pretty horrible job in of itself. So it it uh, it, it just just really blurred everything in the movie with that plot line and everybody had their issues in that triangle you know she was using him to get free um Mm -hmm. but she was in love with someone else he was in love with uh shen was in love with her and wanted to get her free but i wasn't really sure that he was totally in love with her until when um at the end when she's telling him how when she was 12 years old she saw him clearly when they came and destroyed the family and took her to the academy so that she could be a a courtesan so um that look between that he gave her i think he felt sorry for her and because of what they did to the family i think that was the beginning of his kind of maybe conscience that maybe what he was was doing wasn't necessarily the best thing to be in the Imperial Assassins. And so I think he took care of her the whole time, giving her money so that she could earn her freedom and not doing anything with her. And maybe somewhere along the line, he fell in love with her. And then when she, he finds out that she's in love with someone else, then he's heartbroken. And he had every opportunity when he went in to the Yan residence to kill him straight up, but instead he cuts his hand off. So he did so, show some mercy there. 
And to me, that showed that he loved her. He wouldn't outright kill Yan just because he was in love with her and wanted to take her away. He wanted her to be happy in some some semblance of happiness, even if it was without him. Well, well, here's a question, because at the end of the movie, um, uh, Ding Zhu says that the two women are in like a safe location. Um, and what is the like, what are we supposed to assume is the end result here? Because, I mean, these are not neither of these two guys are the men that either of the women loved during the film. Um so are they just taking care of them or is this, is this is this supposed to be sort of like some kind like now they're sort of stand-ins for the old uh you know maybe maybe less so with Shen and more so with um but then I don't know like the other guy murdered her father so I don't Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think there that's was a gonna, happy Yeah. I don't think there I don't think that was even implied that they were okay. getting I mean, he's telling you know he tells uh you know tells Shen that, oh, you know, the two women are here. But I don't think it was implied that he was, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I think, think that would be a stretch. Of, that would be a big that stretch. Would be, that, would be, that would be tough to take, yeah. Yeah, when he was telling Shen that they were at the safe house, I was thinking that he was going to go on his own separate way and go on his separate life since they'd now gotten revenge. And that Shen was going to go back to the safe house and maybe kind of take care of the two women, not be romantically involved with either one of them, but just, you know, be the man in their life that takes care of them until maybe they got married. Yeah, no, I I was thinking of something like that, like something like where he's almost like a brother to them, not like a... Yes. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's what I was imagining as well. Um, but I was curious because I the ending of the film is a little hard to sort of like, there's that aspect to it, and then there's also the, the weird scene where it shows the three brothers together. And uh-huh. and at first, like when I first saw the movie, I'm like, oh, they were just faking. They didn't really die. <laughs> but but then when you see it the second time, you're like, no, there's just no way. They, they like this guy's head gets chopped off. This guy gets shot and is clearly dead. Um, and 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 that's uh, that's obviously like a flashback or something. But yeah. uh, but uh, but I was curious what you know. I don't know what you thought the purpose of that was. I thought it was just a flashback to maybe what their plans would have been if all this had not taken place. Mm. And plus it allows us to know that he, he takes the spirit of his two brothers with him wherever he goes. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was clearly just, uh, I, I felt, I kind of, I kind of felt that scene was kind of tipping a little too much into sentimentality. Cause it's like, I was already kind of like, sad about everything mm. that happened and i was like oh look look back when they were happy you know just a, a few it's, days ago and they were they were all brothers together just it was you know it was kind of like at the end of a horror movie where early in the horror movie they'll take a, fo- a group yeah. photo together and then they'll show the group well, photo at the end of the movie after almost everyone's dead or <laughs> or if you've seen it the the film grave of the fireflies where they where they show yeah. the little sister the montage of the little sister um, which I mean, obviously, yeah. that's that's got that's, a little that, bit more emotional actually, that, punch. Um, yeah, that that's a whole other level of punch there. But uh, <laughs> but it's that same kind of technique. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, but, which is terrible because I had just finished crying from when <laughs> Jin died, and I was happy that they got the revenge. And then you I see the brothers you. back together again, and then I'm crying all over again. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I, I, it it definitely was kind of a um, 
uh, 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 heavy at the end there with that. Um, what what about Zhao? We haven't really talked about Zhao. The uh, the I guess he's the villain of the movie if the movie has one. He kind of reminded me of um, what's his name from Return of Condor Heroes, Adam. The uh, the the character who who like. Uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but he's one of the he's one of the two Taoist priests that are kind of villainous uh, that are at Chuanzhen sect. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah, you know the I one who he joins with I, the Mongols. I, he joins, you know, this cause yeah. that scene at the end when he's got the he's got the fur hat on, and, and the Manchurians <laughs> arrive, and he takes off his hat, and yes. he's got the he's he's got the, he's got the Manchurian hairdo, and. Yeah, and, and they just look at him like, "Oh, you're jo- like he's clearly seriously, guy. Come on." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that that's a good good comparison there. I, uh, yeah, I mean, he is. He, I mean, obviously, Wei is kind of the 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 mastermind villain through a lot of the movie, but but he's not directly involved in the way that Zhao is. Zhao Zhao is the direct villain. That uh, that is the directly because of our main character's problems in this movie. So yeah, I'd consider him the real villain of the piece. Yeah, yeah I I oh. agree with Adam. Zhao just he he pulled everybody's strings to say the least in this mm-hmm. one. Um, he was definitely the puppet master that got just crazy. He just was. I guess power hungry. He wanted to, you know, keep his power no matter what, and to kill your old master just is is a sign that you definitely are a crazed, power hungry person. Just to keep what you got, and you know, it's just he was definitely the villain. I feel like they kept their cards close to their chest with him, though, for much of the movie because. Mm-hmm. He see like it at times. It seemed like he wasn't willing. Like it seemed like he was reluctantly betraying the uh, the 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 three sworn brothers in the film. Yes, and then uh, and 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 but then it becomes clear. No, no, he 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 wasn't. He 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 was basically going to kill them no matter what by the end of the movie. Um, I think. Yeah, I think the reluctance, like you do read reluctance in it, but I think the reluctance is, look, way you lost. I've, I've successfully switched and survived yeah. you losing. Don't screw this up for me by sticking on. His reluctance is he, he doesn't want anything more to do with way. It's like, I don't yeah. want to be on the losing team here. So, yeah, it wasn't moral reluctance. It was just, man, this, yeah, I don't I don't want to be in your, your mess. Just go away and die. Yeah. <laughs> um. But what about the scene where he actually personally tries to murder them? Why do you think he did it himself? Hmm. I because not he, thought about that. Because he he should have sent somebody, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe it is because he 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 doesn't want any connection to Wei, and it's like he wanted he wanted to get this done as quickly and quietly as possible. It's like anyone he sent would be a loose thread. It's like if yeah. he could have just bumped them off himself, there would have been it would have been would have been a clean assassination. There would have been nothing left to clean up. It's like it would have been cutting a few threads, leaving a few more threads dangling if he sent people. Yeah, I agree with Adam. He had to take them out himself in order for there to be no evidence and no one left to talk because you know eventually people do start talking and mm-hmm. things get out. So he had to 
tidy up all the loose ends. And the only way to do that was for him to do it himself. And um, what about the, because uh, we haven't really talked about him. Um, what about Lou? I know he's not really like a, he's not quite, he's not like the most, he's kind of a soft spoken character and doesn't really stand out uh, by design. But any thoughts on, on, uh, on Lou, the, the, the one who's trying to sort of bribe his way into, uh, into a promotion through most of the movie? The scene, the scene where he does get his promotion at the dinner and everything was just it's a pretty devastating scene when he realizes every it's like he suddenly he's like been kind of unaware of what's been really been going on mm. around him. It's like all all the pieces just kind of fall together and he realizes what a horrible, horrible situation he's in. That was that was a fantastic scene. One of the best scenes in the whole movie. Yeah, I agree. I kind of felt sorry for him mm-hmm. <laughs> um, at at that moment, but he was pretty clueless. I mean, he was doing all these little, not little jobs, but major jobs to get the credits. The more credits he got, he figured the more likely to get the promotion. Plus, he was greasing the palms of his superiors. Those things together, he was definitely going to get a, a promotion. Plus, he was badgered by his mom at home who wanted him to get the promotion it made me wonder if he was like the only child at home um or if he was the last child at home or i don't know it just made me really wonder what his home life was that he kind of had to do all these things to stand out to get attention and then the one thing that he did that was kind of redemptive was he kind of took the blame for everything which then he was executed for. I mean, I, I thought he was the most honorable character by the end of the movie for that reason, that he, mm-hmm. you know, he just, you know, uh, I mean, that, that was taking on a lot. Um, and he also kind of maintained his own personal, uh, you know, sense of honor there too. Because uh, I, I think also for him, I think that position meant more to him than it did to the other characters. I think it wasn't just because of his mom. I think because they mentioned that, his, you know, I know that he said that his mom was when he when he went to the the commander and was was pestering him about the promotion. He said, uh, you know, he said, well, my mom keeps asking me, but I think he only said that after he was forced to apologize because he was the guy who was getting fed up with him. Um, but 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 when he mentioned that, he said that his mom was was pushing him because I think she wanted him to get his father's old position, so right. he must have had some kind of similar post. So I'm guessing this had more personal meaning for him than than the other two. Um, the other, you know, Shen Lian seemed pretty, I don't know, jaded by his whole experience, and uh, um, and Jin was almost too innocent for, you know, for a guy who was like formerly a thief and and murdered a man and replaced him. He was he was un- he was strangely innocent uh, in in his demeanor, um, but. Uh, but I, I also think his ill, his hidden illness might have had something to do with it too, because he kept coughing and everything when after fights and coughing yeah. up blood and going to see the doctor. I think probably ending up with this mysterious illness kind of changed his perspective a little bit on things, and maybe that's why he killed the imperial assassin and decided to take his place or whatever. I don't know. 
But I, I think that mystery illness that was never really brought to the forefront that just kept lingering the whole time had something to do with his his demeanor. Yeah, because all we know is what his lungs were deteriorating. Was that the only information we really got on it from the physician? Yes. Yeah, I'm wondering how if that was supposed to be a lethal thing, like he was going to like he he did almost seem like uh, by the end, like maybe he was going to die anyways. Um, and, and it's kind of notable that when he does die, he gets shot and he he, he gets shot because he pushes uh, Ding Zhu out of the way, who who's really the one that was in the line of fire at the time. Um, so. So I don't know again, again, which ties back to I think you know that they had probably the most, to me, the most interesting story in the in the movie, um, but uh, and I, uh, but but anyways, I don't know what what would you guys say to uh, in terms of recommending this movie to people? I would definitely recommend it to people. I think it's a a very good movie. Uh, Plot wise, is intriguing. The characters are well fleshed out. Um, well, the main characters are. Um, I like the the styling of the movie, the styling of the choreography and the um, sword play and the costuming. And I just thought it was a really well done movie. I'm I rented the second one already for tonight, so I'm gonna watch the second <laughs> one tonight. I, I've been after waiting. We get off of here. I've been waiting. For this podcast to watch the second one, I've had the second one for several months now, or for however, however long it was that it, that I was able to get it. Um, I know it's been sitting on my coffee table for some time, and now I can uh, now I can finally watch it. Um, yeah, I I would recommend this movie as well. I mean, it's 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 a really intriguing story, and the characters are great. I mean the the only the only close to faults that I could say I have with it's like I I feel like I could you know you could spend more time and learn more about the characters and that's just that's not really a flaw that's just these characters are really interesting and I'm like man I wish I knew more about the backstory here I wish I knew more about what was going on between these two it's uh it's just an intriguing kind of uh element there so yeah it's it's just it's just a very very strong story all around yeah, I would say it's really good if you like like a strong character-driven story in Yerusha. Mm-hmm. The, there's there's fighting in it. The fighting's good, but it's not really the. I don't know. It didn't seem to be the main focus of the film. No, yeah. I like I said, I, I I think the fighting was good, but it it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't something I'd say. Wow, you got to check out the fight scenes yeah. in this movie. It, it had impact, definitely. I mean, that that's the strength of the fight scenes in here. They have emotional impact and heft yeah. to them. Which is which is very important for this kind of movie, but they're not they're not dazzling or anything. No, I think they're necessary because of the the line of work that the gentlemen are in, and mm-hmm. they have to be done. But they're done so well with the weight and the substantialness that Adam is talking about. They're not the center of the focus. The characters are definitely the center of this uh, movie. The characters and their storylines yeah i would uh i would i would agree with that and i and i would also say if people are intending to watch it one one note of caution i might give is try not to miss any of the dialogue you can miss like crucial things in this movie <laughs> if you mean like you miss like a couple of lines uh and that and like a whole a whole subplot might not be clear to you 
So um, yeah, I'll confess to to rewinding regularly. I'm like, wait, what did they say? Just let me, let me get all this information. And yeah, if I had been rewinding occasionally just to take it all in, I, I would have missed a lot. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I had to change the font color <laughs> on mine because there were some parts where it was really white and the lettering was white. So I had to change my font color to yellow so that I could read everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so I, but 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 I, I definitely think it's it's a solid film. I know it was um, it was up for a bunch of awards. You know what it actually won for though was the costumes. Costumes, yeah. Costumes were beautiful. Yeah. I really uh-huh. enjoyed the costumes. They added a rich texture to the whole movie. Yeah, what would you do? the the costumes were interesting because I mean they're supposed to be the embroidered uniform guards, so you're expecting something impressive. And I thought they did a really good job because it, it's you get you get that sort of you had sort of the patterning on them, but you also had the I don't know there was something very like you know this is serious business about the uniforms as well. Uh, you know they they weren't purely decorative. Um, yeah, I agree. They almost they were almost. Function, they were functional, they were beautiful, and they looked like they could have been somewhat protective. Yep. And and like I said, you can they do a really good job with the sound effects so that you can like sort of you know what the fabrics in this movie feel like based on the sounds that are going on in the film. Which uh I don't know, I always find that kind of entertaining. Just you know, it just kinda of helps sort of build the the sense of the of the of of, of the world that you're in. Yeah, well, in historical movies, costumes are a big part of it, definitely. And uh, and I know it's 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 nice too. This the uh, th- you know there's there's discussion within the movie of the uniforms too, and you know how how you know they can be intimidating and how they're scary. And it's like you you think about what they're wearing and the way they look. It's it's not it isn't just purely decorative. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, yeah. They do. They do have. I mean, they they definitely. Uh... They definitely make them look a little bit uh, ferocious as, you know, you wouldn't want these guys showing up at your door. Uh, no. <laughs> definitely not. No, we have, we have the early scene with the, uh, I think, it, it, the opening of the movie where you have the two, I don't know if they're guards or whatever, wandering down the street and they run into the Imperial assassins. And it's like, whoa, you know, it's like at that point, I'm not clear that these are going to be our protagonists. It's just like, whoa, there's these really dangerous looking guys hanging out in the alley so it was it was an interesting way to introduce them so um so all right so uh so yeah so again we we want to uh you know just apologize for last week i had a plumbing disaster and so that's why we uh we we didn't have our normal um our normal episode and we we were originally going to do uh blood brothers which we're hoping to pick up at a later date on one of our uh, uh, one of our uh, free first weeks of the month sort of thing where we have the open slot and uh, um, and and so uh, you know hopefully we'll, we'll be uh, you know I'm, I'm uh, people can't see this but I'm, I'm actually recording from a different location than normal and so once once I get back in on into my normal address things will get back into the normal swing of things um, but in the meantime, uh, I, I should probably mention we have uh, the uh, what's the next movie? Is it the last hurrah for chivalry? Is that? Yes, that's uh, the next one. All right. So it's a really good movie. I cannot. I cannot. And really good. Like, like uh, 
you know, we, we, we talk about a lot of movies. This is one that like, if, if you like wuxia, you have to see this film. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a must see in the genre. And I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it. And, and we are hoping to have a special guest, uh, for that episode. I don't want to announce it yet. Cause I don't know for sure. So until that's set in stone, I won't say anything, but, but hopefully we'll have somebody special here to help us talk about it. And, uh, and and yeah, so uh, so I don't know. Does anybody have any uh, final words on on uh, on Brotherhood of Blades before we head out? Go watch the movie. It's a good movie, and maybe we should do a bonus podcast for our Patreon subscribers on uh, Brotherhood of the Blades too, that only they can access. That's my suggestion. <laughs> okay, well, since it's been suggested, I think we're 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 obliged to do it now. So, uh, so. So I'm way, way to I'm push game. your agenda on us. Now we're stuck. <laughs> I'm game. I'm game. I will. Uh, I will. I will go to my coffee table and get the 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 movie tonight and watch it. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm fine with that as well. All right. So so yeah. So we will we will let everybody go and we will be back next week with uh, last hurrah for chivalry. And until then, we will talk to you later. 